Chester presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, It Happened Tomorrow. The starring players, this is Dick Powell. This is Linda Darnell. And this is Frank Craven. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Arnold Productions' intriguing screenplay, It Happened Tomorrow, based on an original story by Hugh Wedlock and Howard Snyder. It stars Linda Darnell as Sylvia, Dick Powell as Larry, and Frank Craven as Pop. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in It Happened Tomorrow. Strange story, very strange. And I have no right to expect you'll believe it. Sometimes I scarcely believe it myself. Lawrence Stevens is my name, but everyone called me Larry then. That was back in the 90s, you see, and I was still young, a cub reporter on the evening news. I remember we'd finished our work that night and we were sitting around the reference room, having some fun with old Pop Fenson, who'd kept the files for 60 years. Honestly, Pop, don't you get bored taking care of all these old files, all this dead news? What do you mean, dead news, young man? Well, there's nothing as dead as yesterday's newspaper. Oh, if you've got no imagination, Larry, news is what happens. What's the difference if it happened 50 years ago or happened tomorrow? You mean will happen tomorrow? No. Time is only an illusion, my boy. This is today. But 50 years ago, it was the future. Well, it was the future even yesterday. Take this volume, for instance. All the papers for June 1850. Well, suppose we're living in 1850, and it's early May, like it is now. And I have all the papers for June. I can tell you everything that'll happen. Just bring me the papers for next month, Pop, and you can name your own price. Next month? Say, if I could get a hold of tomorrow's paper... Just 24 hours from now, I'd give 10 years of my life. <laughs> How do you know you've got 10 years? <laughs> I's got you there, Larry. Well, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know what'll happen in the next five minutes. What? We'll all get thirsty and go and drink some beer at Eaton Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Eden Gardens. That's where I met Sylvia. She was working there in an act. Introducing Professor Sigalini and his Sylvia. They tell the past, they tell the present, and they tell the future. They were doing their mind-reading act when we came in. Sylvia was walking toward the stage, as in a trance. But we were talking so hard, I never even noticed her. Not until I almost bowled her over. I blurted out, I beg your pardon. And for one tiny second, her eyes seemed to open. But just as I started to say something more... Look careful, young man. Look careful. Don't touch her. Well, I didn't touch her, Professor. Did I miss? Uh, she cannot hear you, Signora. She's in a trance. I am the only one she can hear. Well, then tell her I apologize. Mrs. Sylvia is unaware of your presence. She can only see the invisible. Can you make me invisible? 
You can do that yourself by sitting down. This way, Sylvia, you will come to the stage. Come on, Larry, sit down. You, you look as if you're dreaming. Ah, she is a dream, Bob. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are there any other questions? If not, uh, wait, wait, uh, wait. I have one. Ah, our young friend makes himself visible again. <laughs> All right, your question, sir. Well, it's very personal, Professor. You see, uh, I'm in love, and there's something I'd like to know. You wonder if uh, she'll have the misfortune to marry you, eh? Oh, no, no, no. I just want to know if she'll have lunch with me tomorrow. Sylvia, the senor wants to know if that girl he loves will have a lunch with him tomorrow. Yes, she will. Ah, that's wonderful. What time? My dear sir, you will have to arrange that with your young lady. I'd like to, Professor, but you see, she can't hear me. You mean she's a deaf? No, she's a in a trance. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Now, don't be frightened. I've been waiting for you to come out. Waiting in the night and fall. I'm very sorry. I'm not accustomed to speaking with strangers. No, I'm no stranger. Don't you remember me? No. Well, you answered my question. I was in a trance. Besides, you were very rude. Me? Rude? You know you were. Oh, how do you know if you were in a trance? Well, I... Uh, um, excuse me, please. Cabby? Yes, miss? Uh, won't you let me take you home? No, thank you. Driver, 105 North Elm. Yes, miss. And take it easy. Go slow. Yes, miss. No, go fast. I'm in a hurry. Yes, miss. I'm not driver. Take your time. Yes, sir. Now, now, look here, driver. Who hired this cab? The gentleman did. He had me waiting here for half an hour. Oh. No, oh, it's my pleasure, Miss Sylvia. Excuse me. I simply must no, go. No, no, no. Don't go. Not yet. Not until I know if your prediction is right. Prediction? Don't you remember? The signor wants to know if the girl he loves will have a lunch with him tomorrow. You said she will. Well, I never remember what I say in a trance. Well, if you do, I'll be waiting. At the evening news, I'm a reporter. Good night. And the name is uh, Stevens, Lawrence Stevens. Just ask for Larry. Thank you. If I happen to remember, I'll ask for Larry. All right, driver. Ah, she smiled. She likes me. She might even... Larry! Huh? Larry! Well, who is it? Where are you? Can't see a thing in this fog. Hello, Larry. Oh, oh, it's you, Pop. Hey, you you gave me quite a scare. Say, what are you doing out so late? Didn't I tell you time doesn't exist? I've got something for you, Larry. Here. Well, it's the evening news. I've read it. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, Pop, you better try to sleep it off. You hear that? Midnight. Come on, I'll take you home. No, thanks, my boy. We go different ways. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Pop. And, uh, Larry. Yeah? Don't lose that paper. It's important. <laughs> eggs, a small steak, potatoes, and coffee. That's a sort of hefty breakfast, Larry. Oh, it's got to take the chill out of me bones. Pretty cold this morning, Mabel. Fine weather for me, all right. And me without even an overcoat. What's the matter, Joe? Things still tough? Can't seem to find a job. Mind if I look at your paper, Larry? No, I haven't got one. Sure you have, right there in your pocket. Oh, oh, this. Well, that's the evening news, last night's. Oh, that don't matter. It's the one ads I'm after. Help yourself. Thanks. Say, 
This ain't last night's paper, it's today's. It can't be. Today's evening news hasn't gone to press yet. What day is today? Wednesday. Well, this says Wednesday. Wednesday? Must be a mistake. Here, let me look at it. That's funny. The weather report says snow. But it didn't snow yesterday, did it? No. Unseasonable snowfall, 8 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. I didn't see any snow. Did you, Joe? How could I? There wasn't any. Not yesterday there wasn't. There is today. Huh? Take a look out there. It's just starting to fall. Uh, Mabel. Mabel, what time is it? What's the matter? Can't you see the clock? It's exactly one minute after eight. It's ridiculous, Larry. Absolutely preposterous. And what's more, you've wasted my entire morning. You can't call it wasted, Mr. Gordon. Not if we scoop every paper in town. With what? With a story that hasn't even happened? But it's going to happen. I know it is. This afternoon at the Melba concert, a man and a woman are going to hold up the box office. At ten minutes past two. That's what I've been asking. How do you know? Because it says so in... Where? Why don't you explain? Oh, I can't. I, I can't. I've told you I can't explain anything until I've talked to Pop Benson. And I've told you Pop Benson hasn't shown up today. Look, look, Mr. Gordon. I've had enough of this tomfoolery. Now go on, get out. Get out Larry, before... Hey, I... Larry, Larry, she's here. Who? As if you didn't know, you lucky dog. Miss Sylvia Smith. Oh, good night, I forgot. Excuse me, please. <sighs> Miss Sylvia. Mr. Stevens. This is a day of miracles. Well, I was just passing by. Oh, if you only knew how I've waited, counted the minutes... Tell me, do you happen to like music? Good music, yes. Would you go to the Melba concert with me after lunch? Well, it sounds very exciting. Exciting? Miss Silver, you don't know the half of it. But, Mr. Stevens, I don't understand. We came to hear Melba. Why should we stay out here in the lobby? Well, the show will be over pretty soon. Over? Well, the concert just started. Well, oh, I don't mean Melba. The real show is out here. It is? What's going to happen? Well, hold up. A man and a woman. They'll pretend they want some tickets. Oh, is this another one of your jokes? Do let's go in. Oh, but Sylvia, please. It's ten after now. All I ask is two more minutes, and if they don't come, then... Help! Help! Police! Well, they did. They did. It happened. Come on, we'll have to run. haven't done anything. Why should we run? Well, the first edition goes to press in five minutes. I can still get this story in. How? You, you can't write a story like that in, in five minutes. Well, I, I don't have to. I spent an hour writing it this morning. Oh, what kind of a cock and bull story is this anyway? When did you say this holdup took place? I've told you, Mr. Gordon, five minutes ago. And you mean you got back here and wrote this whole yarn in five minutes? Now, don't ask a lot of silly questions. Miss Sylvia can prove it. She was there. Miss Sylvia? Well, I I was there, but... Oh, I... just tell me one thing. Was there a holdup? There certainly was. Yeah. Inspector, anything wrong? Just that holdup at the opera house. You mean... You mean it? Hold the press! Hold the press! Copy, boy! Copy! Mm-hmm. Thanks, Inspector. You're a real help. Yeah? Well, maybe now you can help me a little, young man. What were you doing at the opera house? Oh, just taking this young lady to the concert. Oh, now, Larry, you needn't be so modest. Tell him the truth. You told me this morning what would happen. Just what I figured. 
The cashier followed you all the way. Hey, just a minute. Shut up. You can't talk to me that way. Shut up. Oh, now, take it easy, Inspector. Larry's the best reporter I've got. You mean the best reporter you had? I'm holding him for investigation. Lady Esther has presented Act One of It Happened Tomorrow, starring Frank Craven, Linda Darnell, and Dick Powell. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Suppose I were to say to you, no one is born with a dry, rough skin, no one is born with blackheads, big pores. And I can prove that no one needs to have an unattractive skin. I can prove it right now with my 30-second patch test. Then suppose you said, what is the patch test and how will it prove that no one needs to have an unattractive skin? Well, here's how I would describe the patch test to you, and I do hope you'll try it tonight if you can. Just take a little Lady Esther face cream and rub it on one section of your face, wherever you want to make the test. A good place is your forehead or chin, or perhaps one cheek. The main thing is to apply the cream to just that one part of your face. Then wipe it off. And compare the difference between that patch of skin and all the rest of the skin around it. See how much brighter, fresher, and clearer it looks. How much finer and younger textured. Feel it. Touch it. Notice the delicate silken feel of it. The wonderful new softness and smoothness. You see, Lady Esther Face Cream does all the four things your skin needs most for beauty. One, it cleans your skin thoroughly. Two, it softens your skin. Three, it helps nature refine the pores. And four, it leaves a smooth, perfect base for powder. So make the patch test tonight for the sake of your appearance. Remember, what you see happen to that one patch of skin will happen to your whole face when you use Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. You'll look so much lovelier, so much more exciting after the very first application. Let the patch test prove it. unhappy afternoon at headquarters and a very unhappy night. The inspector kept hammering away at me. All I want is the truth, Larry. How long have you been mixed up with his mob? Oh, I'm not mixed up with any mob. Just mixed up. Well, if you weren't in with them, how did you know the holdup was going to happen? Why don't you go and ask Pop Benson? I've told you the old man has disappeared. Now, look, my boy, all you've got to do is talk and you'll get out of here. Just tell us where we can collar those desperators. I tell you, I, I I don't know. Okay. Then sit here and look at those bars on the window. I'll be outside when you want to talk. Oh, how did I ever get into this? Why did Larry. I ever... Larry! Pop. Larry! Pop! Pop, where are you? Out here, my boy. Open the window. Oh, gosh. Pop. Pop, they've been looking all over for you. Where you been? Oh, just taking a sort of a vacation. That's crazy. Did I did I meet you last night or did I dream it? Well, for heaven's sakes, tell me. Did you give me a newspaper? Didn't do you any good, did it, Larry? Oh, I'm in a jam, Pop. Nobody believes me. I can't get out of here. Well, why don't you say something? Why do you look at me that way? Well, I'm just surprised to see you here, that's all. You should be out by now. Oh, who says so? 
I just read it in this paper. Don't tell me that's tomorrow's evening news. Mm. Isn't that what you want? No. Well, very well, then. Uh, wait, Pop, wait. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm crazy as a bed bug. I don't know. But does that paper say anything about those bandits? Well, yes. Says here they've been arrested. When were they? Where? Tomorrow afternoon, one o'clock, in the Union Bank. The police were waiting for him. Matter of fact, you wrote this story yourself. Eyewitness account. If you'd like to see it. No, no, I never want to see that paper again. Well, then I might as well be getting along. Good night. Pop, wait. Come back. Pop! You calling me? Uh, oh, no, no, Inspector, I was... Oh, yes, maybe. Well, are you ready to talk? Ah, I can... I can tell you where you'll get those bandits. Now we're getting somewhere. 1 p.m. tomorrow, the Union Bank. All you have to do is wait for them. Now can I go? Okay. You figure you'll be there to wait with us, maybe. Oh, don't you worry, Inspector. I was there. He did. He was right at the Union Bank, just when they picked those bandits up. Come on, Larry. Tell us how you did it. Okay, okay. You fellas won't believe me. But anything I want to know, I can find out. Oh, oh, great story, Larry. Great story. The first edition went like hotcakes. You know, I think you're due for a raise. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. Uh, say, Mr. Gordon, uh, could I get a $100 advance? I guess so. You're not thinking of getting married, are you? <laughs> Why not? Listen to him. Anything he wants to know, he can find out. And he has to borrow a hundred bucks because he's found a girl. <laughs> That's right. Larry, if what you say is true, you can hand her a million. How? By picking all five winners at the racetrack tomorrow. Hmm? <laughs> How about it, Larry? What do you say? Oh, well, nothing. I. Well, anyway, not till I've seen Pop Benson. Look, Larry, no use waiting for Pop anymore. That's funny he doesn't show up, Mr. Gordon. Oh, he's been here so long, he's a privileged character. Has a right to get drunk once in a while. <laughs> if I were you, I'd forget it and go home. Uh, I guess I might as well. Good night. Good night, my boy. No. I can't figure it out. All of a sudden, he disappears. Larry! I... Pop! Pop! Oh, Pop, I've been hunting high and low for you. Look, look, Pop. Pop, I was wrong last night. I said I never wanted to see that paper again, but I do. Please, I'll never ask you again. Just this once. Oh, I've got to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, I've got the paper here, Larry, but it won't do you any good. It will. It will. It'll make me rich. I'll have everything I want in the world. Is money all you want in this world? No, I've got everything else. I'm in love. Please let me have it, Pop. Oh, thanks, thanks. Now, remember, you took it. I didn't give it to you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Ah, here it is, here it is, the back page. First race, uh, lamplighter. Second, mudlark. Lightning, Ramona, black flash. Pop, my whole life is on this back page. Mm. It might be on the first page, too. The first page? What do you mean? Oh, I know, yeah, I know another story. Well, might as well have a look. After all, I'm still a reporter. Just because I want to... Hey, I'm in the headlines. 
Larry Stevens, shot to death, lobby of St. George Hotel. St. George Hotel at 6.25 p.m. today, Larry Stevens, star reporter for the evening news, was shot and killed. Hey, Pop! Pop, what is this? Oh, why should I be... Pop! Where are you? Where did you go? Pop! Come back! Come back! Sylvia, you've got to marry me. Today, this morning, right now. I love you. But, Mr. Stevens, it's so early. Oh, but I didn't sleep a wink all night. And then, then I had to find out where you live and... Oh, please, you've got to marry me before I die. Oh, but you're still young. I'm awfully fast. <laughs> darling, darling, you never can tell what's going to happen. I, I, I could be dead by tonight, this evening, by 6.25. Dead? Yes. And then whom would I leave my money to? Money? I didn't know you were rich. Well, I'm not, but it will be this afternoon. Sylvia, darling, say you will. Oh, I love you so much. Say you love me, too. Must I say it, Larry? Oh, you will. You're going to marry me. <laughs> come on, darling, come on. We'll have to hurry. Well, why so fast? we got to be at the racetrack by 2 o'clock. Lamplighter in the first race. What are the odds? 20 to 1. You want to make a bet, mister? Uh, $100 on the nose. 100 to win. There's your ticket. Oh, Larry, isn't 100 too much? Suppose you lose. Well, I can't, Sylvia. I can't lose today. But suppose you do, dear. If I do, well, that'll be worth every nickel I've got. It had to happen. $2,000? What do we do with it? Oh, keep on pyramiding. Mudlark in the second, lightning in the third, Ramon in the fourth, and Black Flash in the fifth. Oh, are you sure they'll all win? Yeah, I'm positive. I haven't got a chance. Sure he did. It was my last chance. Well, darling, I don't understand. Well, if the back page can be wrong, the front page can be wrong. But, but that meant $60,000 to us. And you're so happy. Well, why not? Why not, darling? We're married, aren't we? Oh, and I love you, and you love me. Ladies and, and gentlemen, your attention, please. In the race which has just been run, number seven, Diablo, has been disqualified. The winner of the fifth race is Black Flag. Darling, let's get out of here. I don't think I feel so well. Oh, Larry, it's been a wonderful day, hasn't it? Yes, uh, so far. I. Uh, what time is it? Well, there's a jeweler's clock over there. Mm, 6.20. I know. You're wondering where you're going to take me to dinner. Oh, I'm... I'm really not very hungry now. No? <laughs> when do you think you'll have an appetite? It's 6.26. Oh, you're, jo you're joking again, darling. Where shall we go? I know, the St. George Hotel. Huh? St. George Hotel? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, but, but, darling, it's very nice there, and, and it's our wedding night. Sylvia, Sylvia, 
please, if you love me, darling. Well, it isn't as if we can't afford it. We can. You've got $60,000 in your wallet. Well, it, it, it isn't the money, honestly. Money doesn't mean a thing to me. It does to me. But I've been following you all the way from the track. Come on, I'll hand over that wallet. Oh, give it to him, Larry. He's got a gun. Yeah, that's being smart. Thanks, mister. And don't try to follow me. You might get yourself hurt. Driver, stop. Stop him. Stop him. Stop thief. Stop thief. In there, officer. He went through that door. All right, let's go. There he is, going upstairs. You there, Holt, in the name of the law. Careful, careful. He's got a gun. Stop for your ass. Uh, shoot. All right. Got him. He got him. Just imagine a shooting in a hotel like this. Well, after all, ma'am, we had a hotel. What hotel? The St. George, of course. The St. George? The... Boing! Help! Help this man fainted! Too bad, all right. Larry was a swell guy. Oh, who'd have thought this morning he'd be dead tonight? Well, anyway, he'll have a swell old bit in the last edition. Mr. Gordon. Hey, what's the matter? What are you all looking at me like that? Larry, you, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. What do you think? You're alive. Yes, you're alive. Oh, this is awful. Hold the press. Hold the press. What's the matter? What's it all about? The manager of the St. George phoned in, said you'd been shot. Oh, no. That was the holdup man. Well, he had your wallet on him. Yeah, With $60,000 in it. Where'd you get that? I can't tell you now. First, I've got to see Pop. Pop? You mean you, you haven't heard? Heard what? The old man's dead. Dead? When? Remember, we were kidding him three nights ago? He went home and he died in his sleep that night. happened a long time ago. It's a strange story, isn't it? Very strange. I have no right to expect you'll believe it. Even Sylvia's never believed it. And you know, sometimes I scarcely believe it myself. Thank you, Dick Powell, Linda Darnell, and Frank Craven for a delightful half hour. Oh, it's been lots of fun, Mr. Bradley. And our appearance here with the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players is always doubly pleasurable because we all know the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and clinic, a work which derives its support largely from these radio shows. Dick Powell will be back in a moment, but first, a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Darnell. Ladies, if you are one of those who have not yet made the Lady Esther patch test, I hope you won't put it off any longer. Make this 30-second test tonight. For the sooner you do, the sooner you will have smoother, fresher, more youthful-looking skin. To make the patch test, just rub a little Lady Esther face cream on one part of your face. Choose a rough, flaky section of skin. Your forehead's a good place, or perhaps one cheek. All you do is rub on Lady Esther face cream, wipe it off, and see the result in your mirror. See how much brighter, clearer, and fresher that patch of skin looks than any other part of your face. Get right up close to your mirror and examine that patch of skin. See how much smoother and finer textured it looks compared to the skin around it. Touch it with your fingers. 
feel the baby-like softness of it, the wonderful new smoothness. And remember, what you see happen to that one patch of skin will happen to your whole face when you apply Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. For this one cream does all the four things your skin needs most for beauty. Lady Esther Face Cream instantly wakens your skin to new life, to dazzling new freshness. And the patch test proves it. And now, here is Dick Powell. With 50,000 doctors and an equal number of nurses in the armed forces, medical facilities in every neighborhood are taxed to their limit. So it becomes vitally important that every mother should know how to protect her home, her children, and her neighbors. A Red Cross home nursing course will help you save the valuable time of the nation's doctors and nurses and may someday save the life of your child or husband. Call your local Red Cross chapter tomorrow and enroll for the Red Cross Home Nursing Course. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Shopworn Angel. It will star Adolph Manjou, Lorraine Day, and Robert Walker. Be sure to listen. Linda Darnell is currently working in the 20th Century Fox production, Hangover Square. Dick Powell appeared through the courtesy of RKO Studios and the sponsors of his own Sunday radio show, The Pitch Bandwagon. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Your druggist should have Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. If he's out of it, all he has to do is write or wire Lady Esther Chicago, and he will be supplied. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>